Hello and welcome to the third episode in the Digital 2018 Live podcast series. I'm Neil Wilkins. In this episode, we will be thinking and talking about ultimate planning. Now, by ultimate planning, what we mean is turning strategy into tactics. One of the big things that um, we see in a lot of organisations is that um, digital marketers typically think about digital marketing activity as being uh, a tactical thing that you do. In other words, let's get ultra busy uh, doing a lot of social networking, sending out emails, developing websites, loads of blogging, video, maybe some podcasts like this. And it's all very, very tactical. It's all very, very operational. There's lots of content um, everybody's looking at you know best practice within the tools themselves and taking their eye off the ball, which is very much the focus on delivering tactical activity that feeds into a longer term strategy. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to be looking at a, a framework and a, a structure which is really, really important to continuously keep you on that process. So ultimate planning is very much thinking about your tactical activity in the context of your strategy. Now, just a few little definitions um, here. So tactical activity being in-year activity. So that's activity for this year, 2018. Strategic activity is very much activity for the longer term. So this might be for three years out, five years out, but that longer term view. In other words, pointing, targeting and focusing everything that we're doing today to give us longer term benefit at a defined point in the future. So it's kind of setting that horizon into the future based on all the insights, all the opportunities, all the trends, our own business objectives and the goals that we have as an organisation, and then aligning all of our tactical activity to point in that direction. Otherwise, all we're doing is just a lot of stuff. And I do like that word stuff because it just implies randomness. Um, and as a lot of organisations, and you may well be in one, you may well be you know, doing this kind of activity yourself right now. Um, it tends to be if it is just stuff, it's just making yourself very, very busy. And yes, you can get followers. Yes, you can get engagement. But where is it all pointing? Where is it all heading? And is this taking you in a direction that's predefined, that's relevant and that's appropriate to getting great return on investment? If the answer is I'm not sure, there's work to be done. If the answer is well, no, then there's definitely work to be done. If the answer is yes, then you're on track. And then it becomes very much a process of kind of refining and tuning everything that you do. So those are the really sort of important scene setters, if you like, when we're talking about ultimate planning. Now, the very first thing that we need to uh, take account of, and this was something that we looked at in episode two of this series, um, was the whole idea of thinking about trends and insights. In other words, thinking about the things that are happening in the outside world, so the opportunities, um, maybe it is things that we've discussed before, like mobility, like the creation and the optimization of communities in your particular market sector, um, and also thinking about some of the, the broader kind of insights that um, are these kind of future directions that our um, population, that our country, that our market sector, that our economy is actually heading in. And those are things that are really important as a digital market to be factoring in to this kind of strategic view of where your organisation is going. I mean, if you, if you take it in that direction, in the context of these bigger picture things, then you can be very, very sure, um, you can be very confident that the kinds of decisions you're going to make from those strategies, in other words, the choices of tactical activity, are going to be the right choices. 
So when we're looking at insights, the kinds of things that we're looking at here um, could well be, um, you know, things that we already know as, as being sort of trends that are happening right now. Um, so it's, you know, a ubiquitous internet, you know, um, a strongly mobile-driven community and a mobile-driven world, um, high levels of social media-driven com- uh, consumption. So people are, you know, actively seeking out social media reviews, social media comment, and, and very much looking for those key influencers. Um, it is very much about you know continuing uh, consolidation. So the fact that we may be using ten, a dozen, maybe even twenty social networks today, this might not be the, the case in the future, where we might be just using a small handful of um, social networks. So it's very much keeping your you know your eye on the game here. Also, things that can be really affecting the kinds of um, customers that you're targeting. And again, these are really important things to be factoring into your strategic view. And this can be things like, you know, a desire by your customer for increasing convenience. So if you can be playing back some of your strategic propositions, the the big key sort of big ticket messages that you're putting out there um, to play back against, you know, we're saving you time, we're saving you operational efficiency, you know, we're making your world more convenient by our products and services and buy your engagement with us. Those are the kinds of things that are going to resonate with your customers. It's also um, insights like, you know, using big data for operations. In other words, really, really understanding the data that's coming into your organisation and how you can use that to inform better decision making. It's other things like, you know, a demand for customization. This is a really key one that, um, you know, personally I'm seeing coming through with clients in a lot of different industries. You know, this demand for real personalization and customization, putting this kind of, you know, one-to-one marketing really in the, you know, the the whole communication um, sort of message and conversation that you have with your customers, you know, really kind of setting the perception that they have of you as to being, you know, you're very flexible as an organisation, you customise, you personalise, and actually that, you know, they as a customer are really important to you. So all of these kinds of things are becoming more and more important. So as we start to build this kind of strategic view that's going to feed into our strategy and into our plans, you know, these are just some of the things that we need to be really taking care of. And then that kind of then translates into, well, what can we do with those insights? Um, we need to be asking some key questions of our organisation. Um, there was a great study uh, towards the, the um, latter end of last year, which um, was conducted by McKinsey, the consulting group. Um, and they were asking five key questions at this kind of strategic stage um, to then allow you to sort of feed your operational and tactical activities in the right direction. Um, the first question that they were asking is, you know, what makes us distinctive? What makes us really stand out as an organisation? You know, what is it that we do or that we say or that we share or maybe the way that we behave in or the way that we operate? What is it about that that makes us distinctive? Because that is going to shape how and why and where we start to communicate in our marketing. Also, how can we engage consumers in an ongoing dialogue? dialogue is absolutely key you know this whole thing about being data driven being content driven being very customer centric it's all about a dialogue the old fashioned way of marketing where it was a monologue you had a message you put it out there you hope somebody listen I mean those days are long long gone so what we have to work out and figure out really carefully is you know how can we engage our customers our consumers in an ongoing dialogue And also, once we start making some really great successes in certain pockets of activity that we do, how can we set up 
and reallocate our resources swiftly and at scale to optimise on the things that work well. So it's about being very flexible as an organisation. It's about kind of understanding where our resources are, so that's people, time and budget, and figuring out how we could reallocate those if suddenly we see a great opportunity or some success in a particular area of our activities. And if we spot that, how can we reallocate our resources effectively? If we can do that, then we're going to be you know, in a great competitive position. And this isn't going to be done alone. Again, another thing McKinsey asks is, you know, what strategic relationships should we be seeking out and nurturing? And I really like that question because it puts the organisation at the heart of a community. That's one of the big key trends right now is, you know, what community are you in? What community do you need to be in? You know, who are the influence, who are the key players in those communities? What kinds of relationships and kind of partnerships do you need? Who do you need to be collaborating with? You do not have to be, in 2018, the best at everything. But if you're not the best at certain things, you've got to be partnering and you know, getting collaborations with other people who are great at those things. So it's about a lot of self-awareness in your organisation, figuring out what you're very, very good at, plugging those gaps with other organisations or third parties who can you know, help you to be best in class, world class, exceptional products, exceptional service. And you don't have to be doing that all yourself. So there's you know, great opportunities for forging great strategic relationships. So again, that's part of ultimate planning. You've got to figure out who those people and those organisations are. And the final thing that McKinsey had in this report um, was how can we use technology to differentiate, not just enable? In other words, if we've got technology in all of its forms, and that's systems, processes, apps, software, development platforms, systems integration, you, know, you name it, how can you use those kinds of technologies to differentiate what you do, not just enable your operations? So it comes into the equation of innovation. How can we really start to push the boundaries? Really start asking that question, you know, what if... So not limiting yourself by how it's always been, but just start to really push those boundaries out and think, no, if we're doing this ultimate planning, let's not restrict ourselves. Let's think about what might be possible and then figure out ways of using those relationships we've just spoken about and using available technologies. And there are many of those and they come in many shapes and different guises. And using those things and those combinations of things to really differentiate the offer, not just enable further stuff, but to actually really differentiate ourselves against the competition. And if we can get your head around those kinds of things, you're going to be in a very strong position then to begin to implement this turning of strategy into tactical activity. Now, the first point, there are kind of five or six steps in this. So the very, very first step is kind of figuring out what your smart KPIs are. In other words, what are your smart key performance indicators? What are the things that you're going to put in as key measures of your performance so that you know as you start to make those first few tactical steps towards this great strategic position in the future that you know, one, you're on target, two, that you're actually on time, three, that you're actually operating realistically and, you know, sort of professionally, and four, that you're actually delivering some great return on investment. And what does return on investment mean to you 
as an organisation because your organisation is different to mine, is different to that person next door. And, you know, you look outside, it'd be different to those people you can see outside. So every organisation will have a different set of objectives, a different set of key performance indicators that will help them to measure progress towards those objectives. So figure out what your goals are. And these are the really important goals. This is not vanity metrics, as we call it. In other words, you know, the number of followers that I've got. Well, you know, to be honest, really, who cares? You know, the number of you know likes that you have on Twitter, for example. You know, those kinds of things. You know, they're they're kind of very very low level markers. They're not key performance indicators. Key performance indicators are tending to be a balance between objective and subjective measures. So it will be some of the numbers, the big ticket numbers about you know financial performance. It will be about you know the numbers of customers, the value per customer. It will be things that actually are measurements of business success. But then there'll also be some measures that you might want to put in place that are a little bit more subjective. So it could be you know customer perception, customer satisfaction, you know, awareness of our brand in a particular target market. Those kinds of things, you know, are really important to also factor in because you can buy sales, but what you can't do is buy a mix of subjective and objective measures because one comes, you know, as as a byproduct of the other. So if you have this nice balance between some of those softer measures that are really important in terms of how you're positioned as a brand, and as an organisation, and balance those off with actual financial performance, then you get this lovely measurement of success going into the future, and that's going to be really, really important. And make sure that these key performance indicators are really smart. In other words, they're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. So be really strict with yourself on the time-bound nature of them, and if you then start to fall behind, you can take a good look at this, and you can say, well, actually, either we're not performing... Or actually those time-bound KPIs that we put in place, they were just too optimistic and actually we need to give ourselves a little bit more time. It almost doesn't really matter what your decision is as long as you just stay aware of those KPIs and start to respond to what you see in terms of performance against them. So key performance indicators, KPIs, really important starting point. Second point then that you then need to focus on is your strategy. In other words, how is your world going to look different in that time frame that we were talking about now that could be three years out could be four years could be five years if you're an, an average kind of organization you're probably looking at five years out that's a, a pretty stretch window these days um, when I first started in marketing decades ago it used to be a 10-year window um, but as we know things are moving very fast these days so you know it's generally going to be a five-year window If you're a very fast-moving sector or very fast-moving kind of organisation, you might want to bring that back into around three years. But your strategic window, your strategic goal time frame, as it were, this is your kind of like future horizon. This is where you want to be. So you have your smart key performance indicators to measure your performance as as you take this journey towards that longer-term strategic goal. Then what you do is you take the first year of that strategy, those strategic um, ambitions that you have, and you say, okay, we're going to create a tactical plan based around the first year, which is the first year of those three years or those five years. In other words, you say, okay, we want to get to that point in the future that's kind of five or three years out. We can see what that looks like. 
What are the then annual steps that we need to take to get us to that point? So we're not talking about tactical activity itself or kind of day-to-day operations. We're talking about end-of-year sort of targets, if you like, to get us to that end-of-year three or end-of-year five target point that we have. And then we'll just take that first year. So we'll take that first target point of the end of year one. Now we have a tactical destination. Now we know what we're trying to head for. And we're just going to focus tactically on the end of year one because that's kind of achievable. You can kind of look at that and think, you know, I could do some stuff in the next month or in the next for, um, the next quarter. And I could then see the impact that will make on that first year's um, target. If you start to do that activity with a, a goal of five years out, that's almost impossible really as a human being to really sort of conceive that, you know, what I'm doing today is going to directly impact a point five years out. It's just too far out. And, and for most of us, that actually is over and beyond the visible horizon. So by taking that first year, what we have is something that actually we can get our heads around. So then what we do, we've got our smart KPIs. We've then got our strategic three, three or five year window. We're taking the first year. So this is now going to be our tactical plans or our tactical target. We take that first year. And then what we do is we split down further. So now we are just focusing on that first year. And we're going to now take it down to the level of a time plan. In other words, we're just going to focus on this first month of that first year of those three years or of those five years. So we're kind of drilling it down step by step by step into something that's a lot more in the palm of our hand. So now we're focusing just on this first month. And this first month is going to be the first month that will contribute of those 12 months to hit that end of year time plan, which will be the first year of our three years. So we've now got some monthly targets we've got a monthly target for that very first month that we know is directly contributing right the way back upstream to hitting those smart kpis that we set out with and so now we can start to just focus on this first month and these will be the things that are probably going to be the quick wins these are going to be the things that we can do to set us off on our journey now it could well be well actually what we're going to do um just to give an example is you know at three years time three three years out we want to be thought leaders on a particular subject in a particular sector okay so that's our kind of target so what we're then thinking is okay so the end of year one we have to have established maybe an online community so we're not actually thought leaders at this point because that's our end destination but so at the end of year one we have to have established a community and probably got a few people involved in it who are either influencers or people who are sort of part of that community and, and start to get some engagement with them so now we know that's our kind of end of year goal so in our first month of that first year, um, probably a sensible set of act- actions and activities would be, well, let's get a content strategy together for our first year. And we're probably going to base that on, um, you know, this whole thought leadership piece. So we'll kind of think about that in, in a future episode. But that could be one of our targets in this first month is to create our content strategy for year one. Um, Another thing that we could do in the first month is to figure out which um, social media tools, which um, broader digital marketing tools we're going to actually need to be um, setting up and uh, putting in place that will help to feed our community and draw people into this community. 
And probably the third thing we're going to need to do if, you know, again, this is our end of year target in this first month is to actually create the community. And it might be something that we do in LinkedIn or it could be that we're going to set up a, a WordPress community or, you know, drag people to a particular hub area of our website or, you know, wherever it is. And I mean, the detail at this point doesn't really matter too much. It's the principle of what we're trying to do, which is take those first few steps in that first month of that first year of those three years. So that is the kind of, it's, it's a modular approach that we're taking here. Now, the beauty of doing it like this is that then the final sort of step is the, okay, so what are we going to measure, is obviously then coming full circle back up to our KPIs. So if we have our KPIs at the top of the, ta- uh, top of the tree, we then break down the, our strategy. So we know those three years that we're aiming for. We know at the end of that first year what our target is. We know this first month that we're talking about now, the operational bit. We can then start to put in place some measures and actually look at how we're performing against all of those things that we've talked about. So we have smart KPIs, strategy, tactics, uh, time plan, and now we're starting to measure those KPIs so that we can actually report back both to ourselves and to the organisation actually how we're doing in our goal and our journey to hitting those longer term strategic objectives. Now, of course, the beauty of doing planning like this, and this is why I kind of refer to it as kind of ultimate planning, is that because it's all joined up and is that because it's really, really measurable, what it allows you to do is if something comes in from left field and says, hey, you know, devote some time and attention to me because, look, I'm really, really cool because I'm a new opportunity for you. um, You can now say, well, okay, I've got this filter. So I've got this now, this, this strategic plan. Now, this new idea that comes in, I can now balance off and kind of figure out whether this is going to be worth my time spending on versus the time I'm spending on my bigger, bigger ticket strategic plan. Now, the answer might be, well, actually, yes, yeah, worth spending maybe 10, 20 percent of my time at this new this new opportunity or this new idea. Um, or it might just be worth saying, look, you know, I've gonna, I'm going to get so much value from this new plan that I've set up that actually I'm not going to take on anything new until we've seen some significant progress. Now, of course, without a plan, without this kind of a strategic approach where everything you're doing operationally is lined up and pointing in a longer term direction, you know, you are really flying in the wind. I mean, you know, you're as predictable as the weather forecast in in Great Britain. You know, anything could happen, basically. And all these new opportunities that come in, you know, they can be very attractive and they can be very distracting. And actually, without a plan, what you end up doing is compromising everything. You do a lot of things, but not particularly well. Um, Some of the things could have been a great opportunity, but because you haven't been able to measure them, because you've got nothing to measure against, you don't actually know which things have worked well and you don't actually know what progress you could have made if you'd been really focused. So without a plan, without doing this ultimate planning, turning strategy into tactical activities, it's very, very hard to measure your own progress. It's very hard to know what kind of value that you're adding. And of course, by doing this kind of planning activity, it allows you to do some real internal communications. Because now what you're doing is if you are talking to others in your organisation or you're talking to your investors or other stakeholders, you can talk the language of the business. So rather than just talking about things that are directly related to your marketing activity, which, let's face it, anybody outside of marketing, and to be honest, some people in marketing, don't really understand some of the jargon. So what you're able to do here is rather than talking about, well, you know, this month I was doing some social media analytics and I saw X, Y and Z, 
you know, because that doesn't really mean very much to many people, you can actually say, well, look, this month, these are some of the key things I did. And oh, by the way, versus our key performance indicators, which are very much you know, helping the business drive itself forward, this is how we're progressing. Now, of course, by doing it that way, what you're talking is the language of the organisation, not the language of marketing. And that, for most people in your organisation, is going to be the most relevant story you can tell because it's their language. It's the things that are you know, also driving them. So a strategic plan allows you to do real internal communications. And ultimately, everything that you do then can be measurable against a great on investment. You're not just doing tactical marketing activity. You're now doing tactical marketing activity that can be measured against a, a, an end of year plan, that tactical plan, but also importantly, that tactical plan is feeding your strategic plan. And that is absolutely vital because that is true and real internal return on investment.